Welcome to OCBC Insights. This is Zhiqi from OCBC Credit Research. Today we'll be sharing about REITs, the metrics to look at amid this turbulent period, and how they can boost liquidity if needed. Let's jump right into the operating metrics. First, expiring leases as a percentage of total gross rental income. Assuming demand for spaces store within this metric gives us an idea of the impact of expiring leases not getting renewed and leaving tenants not being replaced. Next, gross rental income contribution by the single largest tenant and gross rental income by the top 10 tenants. This revealed to us the tenant concentration and reliance on specific tenant for rental income. In such a time, tenant strength is crucial and the ability of a tenant to endure periods of operating and financial stress can translate into the REIT's strength as well. The third and last operating metric, though more applicable to retail REITs, is the REIT's exposure to vulnerable sectors such as F&B and leisure and entertainment. F&B tenants, for instance, have to operate under reduced capacity due to the one meter between tables and different groups of diners rule. While entertainment venues such as cinemas and karaoke outlets have to cease operations for around one month with effect from 26 March. Operations related metrics aside, a REIT's ability to repay its upcoming borrowings, including bonds, also depend on the strength of its credit metrics. We like REITs that have a high percentage of unencumbered assets. These give the REITs flexibility in their negotiation for loans from banks, and secured borrowing is also a possible option. We can also hypothetically apply stress to the REITs and assume that EBITDA, earnings before interest tax depreciation and amortization may fall to half or how much the REIT's property value can fall before they will breach the 45% aggregate leverage limit by the Monetary Authority of Singapore. Encouragingly, we find that even when EBITDA is half, EBITDA over interest is still well above one times, and the property value has more than 20% leeway for the high-quality REITs. In fact, some of the REITs have sufficient debt headroom to cover their property operating expenses and interest expenses for up to at least one and a half years. There are many ways a REIT can boost its liquidity. It can draw down its committed credit facilities, seek bank loans, issue equity rights, reduce dividends, ask sponsors for support, or sell its assets. Just last week, Suntec REIT has obtained a $450 million Australian dollars green loan, and LinkedIn REIT, listed on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange, has received $212 million Australian dollars term loan. These recent transactions boost our confidence in REIT's ability to obtain funding from banks at this time. While we think REITs in general may falter but not fall at this point, we would like to mention some potential downside. To comply with the stringent measures in place to ensure social distancing, the REITs may see an increase in operating costs. Across all property types, we have observed temperature taking and step up in cleaning, both of which requires manpower. Also, a lockdown or limitation of movement is not out of the question. We think this is still too early to dismiss such a possibility where only essential businesses can operate and everyone has to stay at home. Should this happen, we expect REITs to experience more pain. 
That said, in the COVID-19 stimulus package just announced, the government is offering property tax rebate as well as rental waivers. To conclude, among the REITs, retail is the most vulnerable in our view. Hospitality REITs, while vulnerable, receive part of their rents from master leases responses. Office and industrial REITs are comparatively expected to be more resilient. We have come to the end of the podcast. Do check out our other podcasts. Thank you. This has been a podcast from OCBC Bank. Follow us on Spotify for more episodes like the one you've just heard.